talk about something today. And I think where I'm going to, you guys that listened to me Sunday got a little bit of it, so we're going to expand on that a little bit today. So I'm going to ask a few questions in a minute. So if you already know the answer, just hold back. We'll see if the other guys can get it. And uh, see if I find my notes here. All right, so um, last week, Miss Irene, she kind of triggered my, my thought process. She was talking about the uh, understanding the Bible when she reads it and different things like that, and that kind of got me, me thinking throughout the week and, and, uh, and different things, and, and I was, was thinking about how, how, how God expects us to know what we need to know, you know, and how man looks at things and how we should look at it from more of a godly perspective, you know, put it in his perspective the way he wants it. And uh, I called it the big picture. Now, let me ask you guys a question. If we could just simplify things, if you only had one word, somebody asked you to describe God in one word, what would you, what would you say that one word was? God. <laughs> Either that one or love. You know. Okay. All right. All right. If you only had two words, what would you what would you describe God? Loving. Awesome. God. <laughs> Eternal life. So, uh, how I broke this down Sunday was is, what's the most popular Bible verse in the whole entire Bible? <laughs> Okay, so we know that God is all-knowing. We know that he knows exactly what's what, what's there, there. So he knows that that verse is going to be heard by more people than anybody else. Even non-believers, people that's never cracked open the Bible, they've seen and heard that verse. They see it in their, their Facebook feeds. They see it on the back of cars, on bumper stickers. It's out there. Yeah, so, and uh, I broke that down a little bit, and we see that, for God so loved. So love is a, a big part of that. And that the next part is that he gave. So if I was going to use two words to describe God, I would say he is a lover and he is a giver. I'd say he's my friend. <laughs> And, well, that's a good way to describe it, because what do friends do? They love you. They'll give. God is the Father. What do fathers do? They love and they give. They love and they give. Believe me. I look at God and and Jesus separately. I, I I don't see God as my friend. I see Jesus as my friend. God is my father. It's kind of two separate things. For me, yeah. Yeah, when you when you look at the Trinity, it's it's really too much for our little human minds to comprehend. It really is, and um, and that's that's one of the things we'll talk about today is getting kind of bogged down in the details, you know, and not missing the. You've heard the expression, not seeing the forest for the trees. 
you know, and that's exactly it. We get sometimes so bogged down in little details that that's all we're focused on, and we lose track of the big picture of what God is trying to accomplish and what we should be trying to accomplish in our lives. You know, um, last week, or this past week, you know, there was been a couple mass shootings. Someone went to a Walmart and started shooting up the Latino people. And, you know, you wonder how something like that happens. And if you look back, you know, a lot of these things, it was with the, the nightclub back in Orlando. That was a specific group of people was targeted. You know, and if you trace that back, that is people getting fixated on a detail. Something that they just keep driving on, you know. And we can do this in a good way, a bad way. And anytime we get fixated too much on one thing, it's going to become obsession. And obsession become problematic. And that's exactly what happens here. We have, you know, we don't know why this, this hate you know, where it comes from originally where and why it festers up so much like that, but that's what it is. This one particular detail. Well, this particular person is bad, and we just keep going bad, 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 bad. So what we do is we want to then eliminate it. So that's, you know, my psychology lesson for the day. I, uh, I had a person that I worked with, it's been several years back now, and they would, you know, we, we talk about the, the millennium a lot here. We talk about the, the, the rapture. We talk about, you know, what is going to be like in end times, you know, and all the things leading up to it. And it's, it's interesting. It's interesting stuff. It really is. Because it's, it's amazing to see that. God's got all the stuff that he laid out since the very beginning. We start seeing these little details come into play, and we just it really helps us see the power of God. But when you go, this person I'm talking about is, he was like fixated. He was, it would became an obsession about it. I mean, it was like where we would read our Bibles daily in different areas, different things like that. No, it was all about this, 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 this. And I guess to the point that it was, you could say he was maybe a, a, a doomsday prepper. I mean, he literally was starting to spend a great deal of money in preparation because he would believe that he was going to have to survive during the tribulation. To the point where he was stocking up on MREs. He put in a manual well on his property. And had countless documentation and everything. Trying to figure out what is the mark going to be. How to avoid it. Who the Antichrist is going to be. I mean it was like obsessed. We had a guy at work one time. He said... He quit the, his job because they were talking about uh, giving them numbers at work. You, you know, you, you would use your numbers instead of your name. And so he quit his job because he said that was the mark of the beast. 
And he literally quit his job because of it. Because he said that was his, that he thought that was the mark of the beast. You know, like, like you said, I said last week, I don't understand the Bible. I don't need to understand the Bible. No. I just know that God was born. Jesus was born as a baby. He died on the cross. He shed his blood. He was buried. He rose. And he went back to heaven to come back again. That's all I really need to know. I need to know that I need to follow him. I need to have him in my heart. I need to follow him. I don't really need to know all the words in the Bible. I need to know that, and I know that for sure. You know, I know that. You know, that's what we need. We need some very basic information, <clears throat> like what you said there. We need to be able to have faith that these things are true. And then after that, nothing else matters. You know, because, you know, we're a number-driven society. You know, your name really isn't all that important, but that social security number that's attached to you, you know, that's what they use to pull your credit report. That's what they use to identify. That's what they use to track you. That, you know, that number. That's what they tell you not to give anybody on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> not today. That yes. number. I went yesterday to get a prescription filled. I had called in and they had it ready. When I got there, she didn't ask my name. No. What's your birthday? Your birthday. Yeah, birthday. They go by your birthday more than they go by your social security number. Yeah. And I thought, what if there was somebody else with the same birthday? When I lived in Miami, I had three different social security numbers. I had a real one, and I had two that were not real. And I'd get, when people ask you for your social security number, if they weren't taking taxes out of your pay, I'd give them the phony one. Like the doctors. They always ask for social security. Uh -huh. So I get I had one social security number that I gave to all the medical field. Well I went to buy a car. I was really I was shopping for a car. And I went to this car lot and the car lot they wanted to do a credit app on before I could even look at the car. So I said okay. So I gave them my phony social security number that I give the doctors. My real credit app came back because because it was under my birthday. So I changed my birthday. <laughs> but but they, they get you. I mean, they go more by your birthday than they go by your social security number. Well, the police department never asked you for your social security number. No. They always ask you for your birth. Name and date of birth, yep. And they run a computer check on you and it comes back. Yep. Somebody told me one time, said when they had, when you go to the doctor or something, they went, don't put it on there. So they don't need it. You said security number. Well, they don't need it. And they just throw it away. So people drag it out of the car. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was and that really hurt me when I went on social security. Because then your number becomes your Medicare number. Yeah. And all the doctor's bills were bouncing because they had their own. You thought you had worked it all out a perfect that, system. I, 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 I was perfect until I turned 65 and then they helped me. <laughs> <laughs> so the big question is now, 
Is Dave a secret agent or a criminal mastermind? (laughs) (laughs) So. I still have a uh, social security card that says not to be used for identification. Mm -hmm. That mine says that. in the background. And, and the man said to me, and you cannot turn this off. And I said, why can't I turn it off? The, you know, with power. Yeah. And why can't I? I'm plugging. But that's what's going to happen. What, what? I got a, I, I, I put a sticker over mine. Yeah, on the computer. I walked by the computer one day, and here I am in my nightgown, and here I am on the screen. So he put a sticker over the camera. Well, I, this is my TV, and, but anyway, what are, they, what are they doing? Why do they need that TV on at night? What's happening is your system is coming on, and that's when it downloads its guide information and all that stuff in the middle of the night when nobody's usually watching it, and upgrades the system and all that. And now with the HDMI technology, whenever it kicks on, it automatically sends a signal back to the TV telling it to engage as well. This new app they got out that everybody's downloading that face thing. You heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got over 2 million downloads on that app. It's one of the biggest download apps on the cell phone. And nobody reads an agreement. Yeah. Yeah, there's too many words in that thing. (laughs) And they just said, okay. Yeah. That agreement, yeah, I know. The the agreement for that app gives them access to your whole phone. Everything you do, download, talk to, text, everything is, is available to that. You always want to read your permissions before you download anything. You can't. You can't. Who's going to do it? Just, just don't download anything. I don't. No, I know you, you know, don't. Don't you think? I don't even turn it off. <laughs> In God's word, didn't he tell us all of this stuff is going to happen? Didn't he tell us about this going to be food Perilous shortage? Times. Food shortages, and there's going to be food shortages. A lot of crops got rained out or some damage or whatever this year in the United States, much less other places in, in, the, in the world. There's going to be shortages. And what about the plagues? 
What about the grasshoppers in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago? What about the grasshoppers out in California a few weeks ago? I mean, that plagues. I mean, they can say they said it was caused from this bright sun in Las Vegas. No, it's a plague. Call it what it is. I mean, how long has Las Vegas had bright lights? How many times have they had locusts? Uh, yeah. What about the locusts over at Mecca? A while back. I mean, it's people don't realize that you can blame it away you want to blame it, but God has it in His book. It's happening. It's happening today. All you have to do is watch a Democratic debate, oh. and you see the reprobate mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we watched something on the news yesterday about some kind of convention, some kind of socialist convention they had, and honey, these people should never own guns. Never own they, a car. They, they're crazy. <laughs> They, they were in California. They said they got, they got mad at your favorite using your facial gender pronouns, and they said no clapping, raise your hands like this if you want to celebrate anything. You can't whisper, you can't do this. I mean, they were crazy, and I said you've got to be kidding. Now those are the people, and this is after the show. I said these conventions are nuts, and I mean that's that's just. This, like that's the good stuff. You should have heard all of it. It's crazy. And I said, these people, none of those people in that convention should never own a gun. They're all nuts. <laughs> I mean, I, I just said they were looking and I can't I wasn't watching this and I mean it was on the live TV. So it wasn't fake. And it's just so I mean, but if I just focus on all this stupid stuff that's going on, people don't really know. There's grocery stores now that's got notes on their shelves and you can't get the food. Now in the United States. Yeah, Walmart's been having shortages for years. You go in there, they never have nothing on the shelves. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, people need to, you need to know what's in the book because you tells you it's coming. Yeah. You know, and that's what we're trying to do. not be concerned about this you know how can you you know, you know not be concerned about you know because and my response is that if I'm around during that time which I don't believe anyway I don't I think I'll be gone before all that takes place yeah so uh, that's going to be a choice you're not going to be tricked into it it's not going to be you know here, get in line to ride the roller coaster, and here's your handstand. You know, oh, we got you. It's not going to be that way. It's a choice. So, you know, God's not going to allow something like that to happen. 
And that's where our, our faith comes in. It's like, yeah, there, there, there's no, I'm not going to be tricked. I don't have to be on guard for something like that because I'm not going to, not, God's not going to allow trickery to allow someone to just slip in there by accident. You're not going to fall out of God's hands by accident. You know, it's, but you know, my point is, though, you know, we've got this few verses about this mark, and it becomes such a possession. And we have, you know, uh, if you look at at the Bible and you look at things that are are the the debated topics. You know, there's a lot of things that are, that are, you know, debated topics that people are really, really passionate about. It's not the things that we see over and over and over again. You know, it's not the things there. It's, it'll take one verse, one piece of a verse, and, oh, well, it says it here. This is the way it is. Well, you're not taking in consideration what does it say before that? What does it say after that? What was going on at this time? What do these words mean? What did these words mean when these were written down? And who was it written to? And who was it written to? And then we see, so then we have these things and people get fixated on it. So, and we, we look at, you know, God gave us all of these examples in the Bible. You know, and you look at, as some of these, one day I'm going to find a, a better terminology for it. I don't like to say stories because stories sound like it's false. I'm, so I'm searching for a better adjective to describe the uh, events of the Bible. You know? So you give me a good adjective. I'll see if I'll put that into play. But uh, so we have these real-life events that take place, and sometimes you wonder, it's like, okay, well, why did God include that? History. History. <laughs> Biblical history. How about that? So, you know, why did God include that? Because you know, it's like, yeah, I don't... But it's important. And then we see Biblical history of the same type of events that happen more than once. You know, we see... You know, God's trying to make a point of something. And this, this fixation. So, you know, a couple weeks ago we had a debate here. I missed it, but I heard about it. And um, about this, and that was one of them things where you take one little piece of scripture and you pull it out and then you try to run with it and make that absolute. Well, where does that fit into the big picture of things? Because if someone is being led to Jesus Christ, and I'm talking about truly being led to Jesus Christ, and they're getting told about how God changed their life, how great Jesus is, how he's the only way to heaven, everything, all the facts of what Jesus is. And by that person hearing that and 
they at that point they accept Jesus Christ. Their life is changed forever. Now, do you think that that matters if that person telling them is a man or a woman? Does it matter if they're black or white? Does it matter if they're homosexual? Does it matter if they have past transgressions? Does any of these things matter when we're talking about the big picture? One thing matters. The word. That's what did the door. It wasn't the one delivering it. It was the, the word. word. It wasn't the messenger. It was the message. And we look back. Nobody that God uses was qualified to do what they do. A matter of fact, well, and I've hit on a few times in the past that a lot of times that some of these people they want to say oh no that wasn't even the same person that we're talking about here this was a a different uh, that was a different Rahab that was a different David that that was was a different person there was only one in here and his his words were in red yeah that's it they want to because they can't even famous the idea that this person with that kind of past can be in the genealogy of Jesus. So, no, 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 my Jesus, my, my Jesus can't come from them. No, there's no way that can happen. I can't help but not believe that a homosexual person is going to be in heaven. No. I just don't believe that. Jesus Christ. He was a he was, he was a priest, a Episcopal priest, and he was stationed in, in Haiti for 20 years and come to Miami. <coughs> and he got saved. He got truly <coughs> saved, born again. The priest got saved. Yeah. I've known yeah. two that have been saved. One was a Roman Catholic, but and lived for years. But this priest, he was homosexual. Nobody knew it. He was, he was living with a Haitian man he brought over from Haiti. <coughs> he ended the affair and became sold. That's truly a and repentance. And gave his life to Jesus Christ. That's right, that's repentance. And that's repentance. Yes, it and is. He was not a practicing homosexual, <coughs> but he is still a homosexual. Well, he repented. He repented. Anybody. Jesus will forgive anybody. Yes, he will. But you must repent and really mean it. Yes, and this man really did it, and he, he did it. Well, you know, the more that I learn about the Bible, and I give, I listen to a lot of teachers, and I live with them. Yes. I mean, like, I, I learned it, and I really, I was totally flabbergasted when I heard this about people killing babies and burning them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, 
like I say, I've read the Bible and I didn't understand it, but the more I learn about this, I mean, it's no worse today than it was back then. And God destroyed the world, you know. And so he's going to do it again soon because it can't get much worse. And I mean, even back then, they were claiming to be he's with she's and she's with he. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, the just, okay, it's the same thing. I was surprised when I read it. It's more prevalent today. It's just what we're doing today. Yeah, it's more prevalent today because of the news media. We've got more, more news about it. We've got on, on the news, on, you know, everything. So we know more about it today. But it was back then, same thing. Well, I talked about it a couple Sundays ago. Very beginning. Go all the way back to Genesis to the first family. You know, Adam, Eve, and their children. We have just a handful of people on earth. Just a handful of people. And, you know, sin was a relatively new concept. You know, we haven't, you know, now we have kind of this snowball effect. We have been living in sin for generations and generations and generations. And we build up a tolerance to it because it's part of life. You know, when you flip on the TV, someone's been murdered. Well, that's daily news. That's no, you know, no big deal. You know, unless it happens to someone you know, you're not too uh, concerned about it. You know, when we, um, well, we'll hear about like, the mass shootings. You know, let's be honest here. We, you know, it's, it's, it's devastating news. Of course, anytime there's a loss of life, I'm not saying I'm not downplaying that. But what we think about is, is that that could happen to us. Yeah. You we, know. we go to online shopping. Yeah. Do you, you know that the weekend we had two mass shootings? That 55 <laughs> It's great. But you know what? And talking about the, the stuff you see, the sin, I, I saw on Facebook the other day where they Disney's got a new show with two guys. And if this is look, supposed to be a kid's show. Look, Disney know, pushes that a lot. What you're talking about, about we're getting used to this stuff. The movies have been throwing this stuff in the movies little by little all along. That they 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 put in two homosexuals. They they put in you know, stop smoking. All all this stuff in the movies, and they figure they they come out and say they're doing good for society, but yet they show mass murders, people shooting each other, killing each other all over the place in the movies, but they don't take credit for that. Yeah. I mean, you know, these people playing these games and watching this balance on television, uh, in the movie theater on television, it's got to affect some of these people. And, I, you know, if you draw a line between all these people, they probably are in that group that play these oh, wow. violent games. Video games, thanks. There's only way with them yeah. all together. Yeah, and, and you win if you kill more people. Yeah. So what, the, what, and these kids say better for eight hours no, playing. It's games. like this. Yeah. Well, you ought to stop the children from seeing cartoons. 
Yeah, the cartoons didn't <laughs> go on that way. Well, and, and also, too, we, we laugh uh, at it. We grew up with it. Yeah, we grew up with it. But we grew up with cartoons. Contestorship has changed. Consensorship has changed over the years. There, there is a lot more stuff now that's more acceptable than it was before. But the thing is, it's coming to the church. Yeah. It's, it's Satan's world. It, it is. And, and, and it's coming to the church. These, a lot of these denominations are going that way. They're being socially acceptable. They're, they're, they're saying homosexuality is not a sin. I don't know what Bible they're reading, but they say homosexuality is not a sin. Trans, you know, these people are dating trans, whatever. Trans. Whatever these people. I mean, they've got so many different trans now. They got, they got neuters. The alphabet's gone. Nothing. They got both. I, I, it's just. Non balanced. Well, it's got to have multiple social security numbers. Different dates of birth. Different dates of birth, for sure. But, but the church is embracing this social garbage that's out there. It's the end time church. Yeah, it is. And this is bringing forth the end time church. Yeah. It's the one world church. Yeah, well, yeah, church is, is worshiping the world instead of worshiping God. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They've quit reading the Bible. They, they don't they quit they don't reading God's word. They still have a Bible, I guess. Well, but they're they're using it they're they're using it for their own agenda. They so are. They're taking taking out what we don't need. Oh well, no, this is what it meant. And you know, you, you know, you know fifteen years ago, fifteen years ago, the homosexuals had their own church. It's called Metropolitan. Now they have one on Miami Beach, and I would the pastor was not homosexual. He was married to a woman, I think. <laughs> but they have scripture verses to back it up. They actually have David Love, uh, Jonathan, more than his wife. They use that. They they have all kinds of scriptures. They use, they take scriptures out of context. But Jonathan was his blood brother. Yes, he was. That was the only, that was not that kind I know, of life. I know that. You know that. They, but they take that part out. They take that and 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 they have their own churches. Now they're in all these mainline denominations. The Episcopal Church, the leader of the Episcopal Church in America, came out and said that homosexuality is not a sin. So did the Pope. That's what I'm saying. I know the Pope said his little piece too. Yeah, he did. But I, you know. The church is going down the slippery slope. That what's his name talking about? Well, I'm going to stand on God's word and watch. Yeah, we have. You know, we're going to be persecuted for our stand okay. on God's word. That's okay. Which is going to be good. I know enough about God's word to know when somebody's being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm 
afraid to tell them. That we know. <laughs> yes, we do. And that's why we each have a responsibility to study the word ourselves to know what it is. But, you know, you can get, like you said in the beginning, you get lost in all the little minor things. We have, I think we have to, to take the major things, you know, and have a basis on that. All these other things. John Woods got 125 different reasons why Jesus might be our faith. And they can sit there and preach to you all day long. But we have to take these basic facts, you know, that Jesus is God, you know, that the salvation of 1 Corinthians 15, and we have to take these basic things and just hang on to that. There's all this other stuff. They're coming out with all this craziness. Yeah, it's like, it's, there's, I don't know, they almost want to make it too black and white. It's either, okay, well, you're so bad, you've, there's, there's no, no, no hope for you, forget it. Or, or the other way is, it's like, well, everybody's okay, we'll, we'll do that, there's no need to change, come on, come as you are, you know, it's the, the same, same group of people that says, well, you know, hell's not real, that God's not going to send them one to hell. You can do whatever you want to do. And yeah. Well, I have a sister. You know, my sister. Well, she was in the Baptist church. Well, she wore a Mormon She switched. And she found it coming to have me read this book that goes with the Bible. I don't read that book. I've got the Bible. Hey, she's, she's still Baptist. She's not. She's married in marriage. But I, I, I have a brother. I said, Joyce, you have special other pants you're supposed to wear to, you know, I say, well, how do they know when you've got a woman on? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. special pants you're supposed to wear. I mean, it's crazy. But, I mean, there are... The Mormons? Huh? The Mormons? Or the Mormons, yeah. Yeah, they don't dress a certain way. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, and I said, well, my hair is going because mom is a cult. <laughs> Now, let me ask you a question. I'll put you on the spot here. Now, uh, the word says that God tells them to not marry people from foreign nations. And the, re- and the reason was is because of the different religions and leading them away from God. That's true. I agree with you. And she knew that he was a Mormon when she married him. So, you know. So, h- how does that affect her relationship with God? Was Solomon saved? Was Solomon saved? Yeah, yeah I believe so. I mean, he, he's. How many, how many wives did he have from different nations? A whole, <laughs> a whole slew of them, yeah. And he brought in all the, all the idols with him. Uh huh. Well, you know, I, I think that if you're unequally yoked, I think that you can still, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard earth to follow Jesus. If you're unequally, you're oh yeah. You see, I mean, you, you, I mean, you see, they go to the temple or whatever you want to call this thing. I, I, I don't. I don't. They go. They go to Mormon church. Mormon church. They or whatever it is. They don't go to the temple. The, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. She, you know, she still has the Christian beliefs system. Mm-hmm. Now, 
she, I don't think she's really crossed over to believe in Mormonism. Uh, she, she goes with her husband to the different functions, but he's not really a, a strong Mormon either. I don't think either one of them have a temple of worship. Well, she's at her house. She wants to watch, watches a lot of Christian. He listens to a lot of Christian. And she, and she knows it. She, you know, she knows the, she knows the, the thing. Usually if you walk into her house, there's something Christian on the TV. You know, Mormons, they don't believe in Christmas and all that. Yeah, but yeah, maybe she believes in Christmas. They do believe in Christmas. And, uh, she don't believe this time. Well, you're right. It is Joe's witness. She has to hide it from the board if she doesn't scoff it if they don't believe in Have anything happen. Yeah, I got a sister, the Mormon, and I got one that's Joe's witness. Yeah, they are. They do believe. I have one stuff with the Joe's witness. Yeah, Joe's witness drinks coffee. Well, Christmas is actually a pagan holiday. 